1990, the internet as we know it was created. An invention of infinite possibilities and unknown potential. There are now over 2 billion websites currently in existence. A wealth of information, functionality, and social media. However, if you dig deeper, there lies more beneath the surface. The strange, bizarre, and dark corners of the net. Welcome to the Weird Wide Web. Welcome back to another Weird Wide Web. We're back. A little delayed. That's my fault. That's my fault. Real life got in the way. But we're back here with Alcroke, my lovely co-host. Thank and you, thank you. podcast partner. Exploring the Weird Wide Web in the deep, dark crevices. And we're, uh, part two. Part two, the legend of Sonichu. Oh yeah, get deep in that crevice for Sonichu. I'm fucking excited, man. Because, well real life got in the way of recording and you know we had to delay it recent recent events happened the day before it was supposed to release so we have new information oh we won't find out that until we get to the end of this episode until part three (laughs) part who who knows who knows but yeah i thank you everyone for being very patient we're delayed it's my fault real world work and shit like that because we're stuck wait this isn't your job capitalist system (laughs) well i didn't know this is where we were going (laughs) oh but we're back in it we're back in part two of the legend of sonichu i wrote up a little recap a little brief summary of what we covered in part one One, just to help everybody out, and two, because, you know, it was a little all over the place, and it's a lot to fucking remember. Skip recap. I'm smashing the Netflix bottom right. (laughs) Skip it. Let's get right into it. Uh Uh-uh. We paid for that no skip button to show up. So, Sonichu, fan fiction comic series created in 2005. The series boasts countless unoriginal storylines and characters and ultimately turns into a fantasy outlet for its creator, Kristen, Christine Weston Chandler. Christine seemingly surpassed the comic's level of intrigue as her gullibility, insulting views, and strange habits attracted the attention of countless online users and trolls. Online members were fascinated with her and began cataloging, cataloging her many comics, videos, posts, and breakdowns. Due to the overlapping nature of all the content and trolls, the Christorians broke down the timeline into sagas. We started our telling with the Megan saga. Megan befriended Christine at a local card and board game hangout called The Game Place. Megan seemed to tolerate Christine and her abrasive personality, though Christine, on a never-ending love quest to find a boyfriend-free sweetheart, viewed Megan only through that lens. The friendship would ultimately be dissolved thanks to countless online trolls and Christine's own questionable decisions. Uh, if you remember, she she drew porn. She drew porn of Megan. That that was the yeah the ultimate. Oh, <laughs> I've been thinking decision. about it ever since the last episode. <laughs> I'm sure you googled it. Yeah, also, I, I'm sure. also just want to clarify here in the recap. So Christine has transitioned. Yes. So at the beginning of this story, it was a guy doing these things, trying to find the boyfriend-free girl. Yes. She has since transitioned to Christine Weston Chandler, but 
during these early sagas, she was still uh, identifying as Chris Weston Chandler and how she's kind of created. But we're respecting her change of name and the fact that she wants Chris to be a dead name. And despite all of the fucking terrible things she still does, we're still going to respect that. Next, the Adam Stackhouse saga followed. A brief saga in which Christine entered a Parappa the Rapper competition. The competition required her to recreate one of the game's songs in the form of an acapella music video. To Christine's despair, she lost the contest in a landslide victory to Adam Stackhouse. This enraged Christine, and she began posting a flurry of scathing accusations towards Stackhouse and his sister. All while Christine herself had employed a series of fake accounts to tip the voting in her favor unsuccessfully. The Encyclopedia Dramatica saga followed the Stackhouse side story. The creation of the ED page would be the start of a colossal tidal wave of trolling that Christine would endure. ED was a satirical website that categorized and poked fun at the many online personalities and events. Christine hated the site, though she was confused that the online posters were simply misunderstanding her. She would try and edit the page for a while, but her edits were quickly snipped out. Defeated, she abandoned her attempts to edit the page and ignored it altogether. This page would also be the catalyst for the destruction of Christine and Megan's friendship. That's where the porn was posted. Oh, I remember. Juicy. Yeah, which uh, it was very fun. We got to introduce you into what Rule 34 was. Oh, yes, that was awesome. (laughs) I have looked up everything in Rule 34. It's endless. There is weird, everything. Weird Wide Web is even in Rule 34. <laughs> I We haven't posted a picture of ourselves. I don't know how they got so accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> Next would come the Blanca and Jimmy Hill sagas. Blanca Weiss was the creation of three trolls to torment Christine. Through various mediums of internet communications, the trolls would extract embarrassing information, photos, and videos. They would eventually obtain Christine's signature Sonichu medallion and create a video destroying it through a multitude of uninspiring methods. While awful, this would also exist as the template of trolling employed by many internet trolls to come. Jimmy Hill utilized a different form of irritation for Christine. They created a British character claiming to be the valid owner of Sonichu and purporting to be selling the comics and merch successfully. We then introduce the Clyde Clash Saga, which, while short, is a major control in Christine's online existence. Clyde Clash would pop up in many other sagas and cause a large amount of misery. Panda Halo was the next saga covered, another fake online girlfriend to plague and extract information from Christine. This saga, along with the genuinely disgusting storylines, would see the first creation of Christine's many unfortunate sex videos. This would then send us into the Miyamoto Saga. The Miyamoto Saga was a series of emails between Christine and a troll pretending to be Shigeru Miyamoto. The two discussed the possibilities of Sonichu becoming an honest and true series and game. However, the ruse was ultimately an attempt to coax Christine into traveling to Nintendo America's HQ for no reason. It was soon discovered the mastermind behind these emails to be Clyde Clash. Ending the Miyamoto saga would bring us to our final two sagas, the Julie and Ivy sagas. Both were running the age-old trolling tactic of creating a fake boyfriend-free sweetheart for Christine. The Julie saga would see the creation of another unfortunate sex tape from Christine. The saga would also change the mayor in Quickville 
the fictional town in the Sonic True series, to the made-for-TV sales star Billy Mays. The Ivy Saga would produce some of the creepier pictures and chat logs from Christine. This saga would also give us the first glimpse into the Chandler family household, a horrifying environment of clutter and hoarding across every room. This brings us to our current saga, the Liquid Saga. Whoa, what a recap. Yeah. What, did I just sit through history class again? <laughs> you just sit through another podcast again? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so that was a great recap by you, Yale. I um, if I do say so myself, I think for, it was very good. For everyone else who smashed that 15-second head button. <laughs> Should um, we start again so they don't miss it this time? Run it back. Run it back. Here we go. So. <laughs> no, so I'll give my recap yeah. very quickly from what, what I got. What were your impressions? What did Maybe you take away my, from my POV? Episode? Yeah. Basically, um, this person who clearly was a, a little troubled. Um, yeah kind of put themselves out there with this weird Sonichu creation, mm-hmm. made a bunch of weird-ass stories that basically just formed into herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the trolls at the time, this is a bunch of little assholes at like maximum trolling time on the internet. Maximum. Um, and basically they were just calling her names. Um, so if you really want a, a full recap, you can probably just fast forward, go to the manhunt scene in summer of 84 where one kid <laughs> finds the fat guy and goes, got you, you big titty butthole. <laughs> one of the greatest insults I've ever heard in a movie. So good. So and good. Again, thank you to the summer of 84 creators. Again, we've met our quota. We've referenced it one more time. I hope to keep this going for at least a hundred episodes. Oh, at the it's very happening. least. I had to get it in early this time. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a good one. You big titty bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, it, it's a pretty accurate, uh, quick summary. You know, they we're going a little further than just calling her names, <laughs> completely like uprooting her life. But she's also not great either. You know, product of undiagnosed and dealt with mental illness and just terrible parenting truly truly terrible parenting but we're about to enter the most fun saga for me at least the liquid saga i love the liquids it's between two other phases um obviously you can get like super phases and stuff like that but i mean obviously first was a solid piece of shit now we're going to liquid and we're gonna look good. She'll probably get gassed up. Gassed? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, yeah. Okay, I get it. Uh, uh, your forefathers' trauma, whatever. Let's not bring it into this. All right. <laughs> it got me a little worried. I've been <laughs> no. rewatching. I restarted watching. Um, Boy the in the striped pajamas. <laughs> no, no. I know what happens there. I was watching the man in the high castle. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's a good one because I started. Oh man, I'm gonna go on a tangent. I'm not gonna even start that. I started watching this documentary called "The Glitch in the Matrix," which was all about people who believe in simulation theory. And it turns out that Philip K. Dick, like all of his stories that he wrote, he believes that they're his like repressed memories of multiple universes. Like they're not stories to him. They're like these are memories. Jeez. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch "Mid of the High Castle." <laughs> And that was the end of that story. Anyways, let's dive into part two, starting off with the Liquid Saga. 
At the end of June, a new YouTube account would come into existence. See Chan Sanachu Quick, and the world was introduced to Liquid Chris, claiming to be the true and honest Chris Weston Chandler. Liquid Chris sported the Sanachu medallion, made of paper, a brown striped shirt, and bulky glasses, making him virtually indistinguishable from Christine, hereafter referred to as Solid Chris. Liquid explained how he had lost his account due to the hackers, and all of the activity on Solid's account resulted from that. Liquid would post a video titled, I Have Returned to YouTube, that would ignite a war between Solid and himself. Solid Christine bit the bait of the first video, Hook, Line, and Sinker. She was besmirching Liquid Chris's awful paper merch and flaming the church he attends. Solid Chris then dove into the video's comments to fire off more insults and fight to protect her name. Even with Quick's PSN account being held ransom by Jack Thaddeus, who was just Clyde Clash, I'm pretty sure. There's so many goddamn names. There's so many names. But they're all like the same person. Like, I'm pretty sure Jack Thaddeus is just Clyde Clash, who is also Shigeru Miyamoto. It's very easy. I don't see why you're confused. Oh my god, there's so many names. I'm like, this is reading Game of Thrones right now. <laughs> uh, dude, there's more information on this creator than there is on Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> they they finished all the books. <laughs> They're not waiting. Yeah, I'd rather watch season 8 of Sonichu, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Christine began to spiral, responding with a video titled Rollin' and Trollin'. <laughs> She was again providing the masses of troll with countless amounts of ammunition. The conclusion of these events would thrust Liquid and Solid into Quickville War 1. Liquid launched the first shots of Quickville War by posting a video claiming to have sold Sonichu merchandise with Samantha Thaddeus. Another troll pretending to be Jack Thaddeus' sister. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) The war was on. Solid's first response was a simple attack of character and church through website and comment posts. Then, for no apparent reason, Christine dug up an old video of her failing at Guitar Hero song and published it to the world. Liquid took the challenge and posted a video of himself playing the same music, except on an actual guitar. We'll get that point to Liquid. Pretty Solid then hatched a very cunning plan. A new video, this time deploying broken Spanish. Liquid quickly reposted a response video also in Spanish, but actually fluent in Spanish. We'll give two points to Liquid for that. (laughs) Muy caliente. Oh, I see your fluence as well. Donde se está el baño? (laughs) Did you take Spanish in high school? I can't remember. What language did you take? I took uh, dead Latin. Oh, that's right. Me too. I remember I specifically took it because it was not a spoken language. I was like, I, I don't want yeah, to say it. Somehow, somehow they still made you like read that whole story about uh, Cornelius or whatever his name was. Yeah, fucking Brother Michael just judging me. Judging me to my <laughs> core about my shit Latin. That had nothing to do with Latin. Uh, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> the my nose. character? He didn't like the my nose. character? Oh, <laughs> he didn't like my efficiency at saving money. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Next in the saga of the Quickville War 
was the Sing Star Challenge. The challenge was simple, a singing competition, though neither could use any printed lyrics or karaoke equipment. Solid started with the classic Sonic Boom by Pastiche. Liquid responded with a rendition of You're Pitiful by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Another tribesman. Love it. The competition ended after five rounds, the final round requiring the song to be selected by the opponent. Solid presented Liquid with the song Lift Up Your Eyes by the Planet Shakers. Liquid refused to go easy on Solid and required her to sing the cult classic Smell Yo Dick by Risqué. (laughs) Cult classic. The cult classic. A panel of six judges was selected by both contestants. Three from guess. each challenger. It was fucking sister <laughs> Jack Yakamoto or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Through many reviews of the singing and many hypocritical rules, devastatingly, Liquid was chosen as the winner in a four to two decision. Solid, obviously in outrage, denied the entire competition as anything more than merely just for fun. The the two people that actually voted for Solid were the ones picked by Liquid. <laughs> None of the judges Solid picked actually voted for her. That's amazing. But it's just because they're all trolls. <laughs> yeah, nobody just... in nobody in this fucking world of hers is real. Yeah, it's not that. Like, I really want to know who were the three she picked. I could probably look it up, but. Because like who it was nobody, mom. It was nobody of importance. I'm pretty sure one of them was like, at least one of her like current online sweethearts. I'm sure Megan 2.0. Yeah, Panda or I remembered one Julie or Ivy or something. Yeah, I'm gonna need a like a full family tree of trolls. A family tree. Yeah, maybe you'll make it like a, a. but under a bridge. Put the tree under the bridge. I'll put the tree under the bridge. And, and then her, and Christine on top of the bridge. Confused. No, that's no bullying bridges. Let's stay away from that. That's <laughs> not good. Let's put her under put her under the tree. I'll put her uh under the tree? Under like, the bridge. Are uh, where are we? <laughs> I, there's a so now I need a I need a diagram of the tree. Wait, we had itself. the family tree. Okay, so it's an actual tree, but it's under a bridge? Yes. I'm confused. You've lost me. It's a tree, but it's under a bridge. Yeah, because that's where the trolls live. I see. I see. Okay, I'm full circle. I'm with you. Yeah, we can create that for sure. We have to figure out how they all relate. Sounds like a lot of work for somebody. Not it. (laughs) Shit. Liquid was the clear victor and claimed the title of true and honest Christian Weston Chandler, sending Solid into turmoil. Liquid posted a final video announcing that he had grown up and left YouTube and his acclaimed media empire. Solid was infuriated by this statement, exclaiming this imposter had gone too far (sighs) and must be stopped. Fuck yeah. A new video was then posted to Liquid's channel, titled Gone. In this video, we see Liquid bound in a basement and repeatedly questioned about his true identity. Liquid ostensibly disappeared after this. Casey, Solid's current one and true gal pal, was extremely distraught by these events. 
she posted a video confirming Liquid's disappearance, announcing her withdrawal from their engagement. <sighs> Liquid would pop up with a new video a few months later to give some clarity to his loyal fan base. Those faithful to Liquid were happy to find out that after a love struggle between himself, Casey, and Solid, he was now happily married to Casey. Wow. Love triangles, man. They'll get you. Liquid, Solid, Casey. More names for you. <laughs> Wait, so now in these videos um, yeah. that we're seeing of Liquid and Solid now. Yeah. So obviously Solid is the OG. Solid is the OG Christine, yeah. So we see her. Uh, do we see a face for Liquid? Yeah. You want to see a picture of Liquid? Yeah, I got I a picture that. of Liquid, of course. Because I, for some reason in my head, I was even picturing like it's Liquid, but just not showing face uh-huh so like even that guitar battle it was just the guitar no no it's it's a it's a real person so the liquid and the solid that's a reference to metal gear solid which i know you, you never played but like the whole thing I, I didn't even play much of the metal gear solid series but the whole thing is like liquid and solid are like clones of each other or some fucking shit i don't know there's robots and stuff there's so you're telling me there's a lot of rule 34 about solids oh. and liquids oh there's a ton of rule 34 on metal gear solid you could do a whole episode on that. metal gear rock hard that makes sense though yeah so i'm following because so liquid basically came in and was just like no this is the real me all that previous shit was yeah a fake solid pretty much yeah it's like i i love it because it's not like another weird creepy thing where some troll is pretending to be a girl to get like weird video messages like liquid is like pretending to be the true one so it, it creates a lot of fun videos and this whole fucking like you know uh this whole Battle. singing competition and stuff like that yeah 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 this all sounds like good fun you know it's dude it's just a lot of good fun i just got sent bad gateway great <laughs> wait really yeah you think i could you think i could make up that language on the spot that i would know that it would come up as bad gateway yeah yeah no way so that's what uh our good friend liquid looks like from far does a liquid kind of look like white asian is that appropriate to say right yeah, I think you could say that from afar. Yeah. Like, really far. Well, if you squint your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he just looks like, you know, your average, average fucking 90s white kid. Long, kind of flowy hair. All the videos and images we have are just like, they're super grainy because this happened a while ago. Yeah. No, but that, that makes it even cooler. I can see, wow, in the picture, that sonnet you in the background. <laughs> that's amazing does yeah. solid chris even have that uh the stuff so sonichu yeah no the the only thing she's ever created other than the comic series is that medallion which is yeah, like I this remember clay, that that's yeah no that's like ingrained medallion. didn't yeah didn't she wear it while she was like wearing her mom's underwear she does not take it off um it's pretty much everywhere that i mean Props to her because if that thing's made out of paper and no, it, hers isn't made out of paper. Liquids was made out of paper. Hers is made out of like clay. Oh my god, there's so many sh forms and 
materials <laughs> and names. It's a lot. I'm telling you, this is the one of the most like documented. I, there are people to this day keeping tabs on her. Like she's the most documented person I've ever seen on the Internet. Yeah, this is crazy, man. Thousands of pages of write ups on it. Thousands. Well, let's let's keep diving in then. Let's dive in. Here we are, our next saga, the Wikipedia saga. Wikipedia, not to be confused with Quickie, though built by the same creator, was a space made and given to Christine as somewhat of a personal wiki. She used this to stop vandalizing the original Quickie and as a place to host all of her comics, artwork, and videos essentially for free. This truly put MediaWikis, the software that was used to create that wiki page for her, mm -hmm. limits to the absolute test as Christine still needed constant help setting it up and running it. Christine's use of the site introduced a substantial financial burden to its creators and soon had to seek out advertisement placements to support the bandwidth Christine was incurring. These advertisements were generated from random metadata from Christine and the people using it, and definitely not handcrafted ads placed explicitly on this site. Definitely not that. These are random, like, Google AdSense ads, for sure. Soon, the site was plagued by a barrage of homoerotic ads, some mysteriously seeming to have Christine's face photoshopped into them. Christine was furious, trying to change or remove the ads entirely. She was stopped by the sysop who locked her out of editing the page layouts. Christine reset then resorted to posting her own ads and flooding the front page with walls of incoherent text, turning the front page into an, an even bigger eyesore. The website then faced closures, one due to theft, uh, the other closure due to AIDS. Following many additional... Wait, wait, wait what? <laughs> the, the site shut down because of AIDS. I, I don't know. I don't think I have to explain that anymore. <laughs> it, it's it's one hundred percent like just exactly like pools closed. They're just like the site's been shut down due to AIDS. Oh my god! No explanation, just AIDS. That's amazing. <laughs> it was the early two thousands. It was the height of AIDS, right? I, I, yeah, I forgot about that. I've watched the remake of Rent. <laughs> Milk. <laughs> No. <laughs> what? Uh, wasn't that the sequel? I don't know. Wait, did you just say <laughs> the story of Harvey Milk? <laughs> he dealt with that, right? No? Yeah, I guess, but he was he, it's not he is not a sequel to the It's not a sequel to Rent? To the fiction story Rent where people run around and sing. The real life Broadway story of Rent. And Harvey Milk was the <laughs> Harvey Milk. Well, it's at first I thought Harvey Milk was Harvey Dent's brother, but I realized they had different last names. Where is so she? That, that confused me even greater. I just was confused by those movies in general. Oh, so you got confused by Harvey Milk and Harvey Dent, but Yakamoto, <laughs> Megan, Chevy Chase, I'm pretty sure you named all these people you're good with. Yeah, it's pretty cut and dry for me. I think you're a bigot. I think that's the problem. <laughs> I'm not that big. You're taller than me. Zinger. <laughs> hey, we're back, baby. Weird Ooh. Wide Web. 
it was eventually fully shut down in 2009. But yeah, it's, I mean, she essentially fought these terrible ads in the same way that Dr. Jean Ray dealt with haters on TimeCube, just spewing shit on the website, just like overloading people with information. I Damn. don't know which one of them was more co coherent. Well, apparently, I mean, Christine's got a, a lot more information than we got TimeCube. That's true. Yeah, more people are interested. I think because she she's she's more gullible, you know. That there's there's more you get more uh, call and response. Well, I mean, she wasn't a doctor, so duh. That's true. She also, you know, is still alive. Oh yeah, I forgot he died. Yeah, I mean, he's old. He was an old guy. All right, our next saga, Aspertu. This is November two thousand nine to like August two thousand and seven. Is this saga? Many fans of the Sonichu series at this time were becoming more discontent with its direction, precisely how disturbing it was. From this unrest, a new series would arise, Asperchu, created by Alec Benson Leary. Asperchu starred a Sonichu-like character wearing a striped shirt, large corrective glasses, a scruffy brown goatee, and a Sonichu medallion. While Asperchu and Christine shared many qualities, including addressing fans through YouTube videos, being short-tempered, and the obvious physical similarities, Alec promised Asperchu was not a parody of Christine. Christine, unsurprisingly, was enraged by this creation and stated, Die, you son of a bitch. Alec, die. Wow. I mean, strong words. Wait, so I don't know if you're going to get into this, but yeah. Asperchu. Asperchu. Well, you you could say that it's a combination of uh, Asperger's and Sonichu. That's what I was thinking. In name only. Yeah, I was I was thinking that, but when you said like the diagonal stripe. The striped shirt. Yeah, in my head, I was thinking like an Asper cream bottle. <laughs> So you're saying that, and I'm picturing this like ointment with a beard. Uh huh. And I was just like, "What? How is this? Where's the joke with Asper Cream and Christine?" Well, and we can cut this out, but that gives me a great idea. In our reboot of Snake Man, can his sidekick be a bottle of cream? <laughs> yes. In like a striped shirt with a goatee. I'm 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 full steam ahead on rebooting Snake Man. Yeah, uh, I think it's a great series, and I think it, the world needs to see more of it. Once again, we're just waiting to start selling merchandise, use this as a platform. So once we get up there, I, I, yeah, that's our full yeah. force ahead, Snake Man. And I'm expecting to dive full in. Like, you know, you can, little kids can buy the, like, you buy the mermaid kind of, like, swimming sleeves. Yeah, so, so fucking far ahead of you right now. You get, yes. You get the snake bottom. You get yes. the snake bottom. Just... Uh, slither around on the couch or whatever you want to do yeah or yeah you know wherever wherever kids go nowadays i don't know my yeah, basement. i don't know sewers don't know. where do they go slither in the sewers i get georgie <laughs> <laughs> oh jo georgie you have your your snake bottom on that's weird can we get that off how how hard is it to take that off georgie I'm not, I'm not really i'm not really into this anymore <laughs> georgie just sit there <laughs> this fucking pennywise dances at him <laughs> anyways 
Getting back into the Aspertru saga. Following the success of the first three issues of Aspertru, which, by the way, if you look it up, it's like really well drawn. It's like they, this guy put some fucking time into this series for sure. Alec proceeded to set up Asperpedia. Oh. Fans were able to access all the comics from the site and more articles about the world. It was basically just mirroring the quickie and the Wikipedia, oh, yeah. you know. Jack Thaddeus recognized the considerable profitability of Aspertu and immediately posted ads for it on the now-dead Wikipedia. To no one's surprise, this enraged Christine once again, and she dealt with it in her typical fashion, posting slanderous videos on her YouTube. She also began writing Aspertu into her comics, giving him an extreme electric makeover into Mitch Sonichu. Alec then incorporated Mitch into his comics, going by Mitch Chu and acting as Asperchu's gay stylist. So, yeah, it's it's a great series. It's really well drawn. And just to give you an image of what Asperchu looks like, it's basically Sonichu, but Christine's body type. Oh. And the shirt and the medallion. You gotta be crazy. If you don't think, I immediately typed it in and looked it up. It is. It's really dude, well it drawn. It is very well drawn. Like the glasses, even how high the shirt is, like it's not covering yeah. the full belly. Um, this is amazing. Also, I found, I don't know. Um, did you see yeah. the, the main page describing Asper Chew? And it has yeah. the relations rundown for the full family. Yeah. The granddad is Al's high chew. And then the grandmother is just Snorlax. <laughs> this guy put some effort into this. So much, dude. He it, it wasn't just like, oh, look at this joke. I made this joke series. He released issues. And we'll get into like even what else he fucking brought it to this series. This guy put in time. This is the kind of trolling I like. Because it's like super creative, a lot of work, and just like playing on all of Christine's, uh, you know, shitty fucking personality traits, but not really being destructive. I, I, I can't you believe know? you like any type of trolling. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was there more to that statement? or you just... I was just going to say, I don't even like Justin Timberlake's form of trolling. What's Justin Timberlake's form of trolling? Do I have to explain every troll-related joke to you? Oh, from like the movie oh, Troll? Yeah. Whoa! How about that? <laughs> Sorry, unfamiliar. <laughs> Just move on from the trolls so I can say something that'll resonate with you. <laughs> this whole series is about trolls. What do you mean move on from the <laughs> trolls? Was I supposed to watch trolls in preparation for this fucking podcast? I don't know, maybe. They need to stop making movies about toys. <laughs> they make them about board games again. I, <laughs> I want Battleship Two. <laughs> Give me Battleship yeah, 2. Rihanna was a great actress. Was it, Liam Neeson's is, is in that, right? Liam Neeson's? What, is yeah. he? I think he I think he is. I don't know. I couldn't I tell you. I don't know if he is. And I couldn't be bothered to look it up. I'm going to say he if is. If he is, it seems like it's going to be on Netflix soon. He's like, I've got your B4. <laughs> I don't know. That I was, can't remember. The hey, that was pretty good. Said. All right. Eventually, Asperpedia was shut down. Alec explained that his webmaster, Mao, was a spazlord who took it down one day in a fidgety pit, and he didn't care to fight for it. Mao would then go on to release phone calls they had recorded of conversations between Christine and Alec. 
some in which Alec can be heard trying to help Christine genuinely. Mao and Alec soon appeared in the Sonichu series, facing the Kangaroo Court, Christine's favorite fantasy fulfillment vehicle. Alec is sentenced to the 10-button electric chair, a device in which each character takes a turn electrocuting him to death. Mao's fate was a slow twisting of all of his limbs with telekinesis until they broke, then crushing his heart. Alec in the Aspertu series would make one more revival when Quikipedia went down. Fans were in limbo as Christine's procrastination and laziness put the future of the Sonichu series up in the air. Alec, being the nice guy he was, took it upon himself to create new pages for the series to hold fans over an installment titled Sonichu Revolution. Christine did not interpret it as an act of kindness. She was furious, citing copyright theft and attempting to impersonate her, an all-too-familiar and sore subject. After a long run, the Aspertu series would also be abandoned. Yeah, dude literally was like, she like wasn't making any Sonic comics, and he was like, here you go. I'm gonna like literally make this series for you. And she flipped out. Hated it. It's, a, it's also Hated just it. so ironic and just fits in with this whole story that she complains about copyright. <laughs> Her whole series is fucking <laughs> copyright. It literally started from copyright. It, the whole fucking universe is birthed from fucking copyright. Yeah, it's insane. But that, that kangaroo court, that's like her favorite device for any troll or person that fucking pisses her off. She writes them into her series, puts them to the kangaroo court, and then they die some fucking horrific way. Does Every she time. Have, does she have actual kangaroos in the court? Not a single one. <laughs> she she heard the term kangaroo court once, and she named it kangaroo court. This is kangaroo court. It's kangaroo court. <laughs> That is wait. So I have another question. Yeah. How often before obviously she had this little spell? How often was she putting out stuff? It was super super sporadic. If my internet was better, I could give you the actual dates. But it was like she would release three issues in like three months, then not another one for like six months, then one. That, so it's like there was nothing consistent about it. It was when she finished it when she felt like it just kind of releasing it there was no release schedule you know i could imagine someone like one of these trolls just every day waking up checking is there a yeah. new issue am i in it am i in kangaroo court what I hit? did i make the cut did i piss her off enough did she twist my nipples until i died what happened no 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 they were punishments they're supposed to be punished oh yeah 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 no no not no. not, not rule, rule 34, 34. <laughs> <laughs> Next saga, a short one. The Surf Shack Tito Saga. March 2009 to September 2010. The next heavy hitter in the long saga of people putting far too much effort into fucking with another human being was an online user going by Surf Shack Tito. The character was based on the Nickelodeon character of the same name, though while it was only a mask for this tormentor, based on the email chain with Christine, she seemed to believe it was the true Tito. For those unaware, Tito is a character from an animated Nickelodeon show 
rocket power. Yeah, I ain't no Shuby, son. That show is sick. Fuck. You know what I was trying to remember? In There was one episode where Tito makes the hamburger with the two hot dogs on it. I was trying to remember what it was called. Oh. It's brilliant. Because whenever I'm at a barbecue, there's always hamburgers and hot dogs. I always get both. I may as well just put them together. Yeah. It saves me time, and I can eat more now. Our next saga was something we touched on earlier. The Game Place. About 2002 to June 2011. A very long saga, because it takes over a lot. And uh, it's a very important place for Christine. The Game Place was a hobby and board game shop and a favorite hangout spot for Christine starting around 2002. The shop offered board and card games for sale, as well as providing a space for patrons to play the games. The spot would host tournaments and even had a TV section to play video games. The Game Place was the location where the first photo was taken of Christine and posted online. As mentioned before, it was also the first meeting spot of Christine and Megan. Christine spent a lot of time there in the early years, mainly playing Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, even claiming to be the current Pokemon gym leader in the game place, a wildly exaggerated claim. The game place, unfortunately, would also become a spot of great contention for Christine. Christine's behavior during the early years of her hanging out was described as just childish, not very good at the games she played most, and was sore about losing. She would also commonly bring in her gaming system and sit for hours playing, not letting anybody else play. Soon, her behavior was slowly morphing into the hot-tempered racist and homophobic form we know it to be now, all leading up to the first significant incident in 2008. In 2008, during a particularly heated game of Pokemon, she snapped screaming at a small child. With this outburst, as well as the years of disgusting behavior and torment to the gameplay staff, Christine was officially banned. This upset her, and even despite her parents coming down to protest it, she was still banned. She then would attempt to unban herself with many different methods. Merely a month after her 08 ban, Christine wrote an email requesting a swift unbanned, all while completely misunderstanding the point of her ban. Then, only a month after that email, Christine attempted to sneak into the game place. She was immediately recognized and was threatened with the calling of the cops. Two years after her daring break-in, she again attempted to sneak in. The old manager, now the current owner, and soon-to-be real-life arch-enemy, Mike Snyder, quickly caught her. She responded by flipping him off, calling him a Jew, and bravely scurrying off in a huff. In June of that same year, Mike noticed Christine taking photos of the game place, and also his daughter. Though Christine denies this fact. His daughter, like, worked at the game place, or hung around, or whatever. Oh, so she was probably a boyfriend-free girl. I mean, probably. What's up, my new gal pal? Boyfriend-free gal pal? Mike ran outside to confront her, to which Christine freaked out, jumped in her car, and nearly ran over Mike. October of that same year, she would make one last attempt at an unbanned email, 
seriously downplaying the severity of her outburst and again outright ignoring or understanding the reason for her ban. October of the following year, 2011, would bring the disastrous end to Christine's time at the game place. Christine, accompanied by her mother Barbara, descended upon the hobby shop to lift the ban. Christine swiftly entered into a heated argument with Mike Snyder, inflaming the situation. The two then attempted to escape in their car and managed to cause damage to the store with their vehicle. The cops were quickly called. All in all, this led to trespassing for both of them, a misdemeanor assault for both of them. Barb also was charged with attacking a law official in her attempt to stop the cop from arresting Christine, to no success. Following this incident, Christine would use a 10% coupon at a local newspaper to run a smear campaign against the hobby and game shop. The effect of the smear campaign was zero to none. Barb and Bob continued to outright ignore the truth behind Christine's behavior at the game place throughout the years. Instead, believing the completely self-fabricated conspiracies that pitted everyone at the game place out to get Christine. Christine never did ever drop her grudge towards the hobby shop or Mike Snyder. She did stop attempting to become unbanned or sneak into the shop itself. Then, in 2014, the game place officially closed its doors. Surprisingly, this was not due to a clever smear campaign run by Christine, more likely due to the increasing bills and lower attendance. The location now houses a fancy chocolate shop. Ooh, what a nice ending. Yeah, it's a chocolate shop. Ooh, chocolate. Oh, chocolate. What's that? (laughs) How dare you expose me like that? Oh, Oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? Dude, I just love, I love the fucking small detail that even in her, like, anger and fucking just hate towards the game place, I I do have a 10% coupon, though. <laughs> I do want to save this money. I do hate them, but if you could give me that 10% off, that would be great. Yeah, it's economical, all right? You can, you can hate, you can do anything. End of the day, you got to grab your wallet with whatever you're going to do, and you got to be smart about it. So yeah. I love it. I hope it was like a a tiny, like <laughs> the most she could get, like for the 10% was like one of the job listing ads, like the size of that. Never go <laughs> here again. Never go to the Gamma Plus. <laughs> Just next to like the diner and those cutouts you used to always get on that fucking diner mat. <laughs> Oh, I remember just you just scribble over those with crayons. Yeah, crayons. Crayons. Crayons? Crayons. 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 Creole. Creole? Creole. Draw with Creole. Go and get that gator. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us to the conclusion. 2009 would see the last Sonichu issue release for a years-long hiatus until about 2017 when Christine attempted to reboot it. This hiatus also coincided with Christine leaving the online eye, at least less than she currently was. The Christorians break down many more sagas following her tale up until the present day. One particular one shortly after the Chanda 2 hiatus was another gal pal catfish named Jackie. 
though unlike previous instigators, Jackie seemed to be trying to improve Christine's life genuinely. Forcing her to ignore the online majority, clean up her place, work towards her goals. But even positive trolling was unsuccessful towards Christine's persona. And after a long time trying, Jackie eventually abandoned the cause. The following sagas become depressingly repetitive. And with Christine's online presence more minimal, less involved... What we're left with is an extensive study on the dangers and effects of constant torment, gullibility, and unruly behaviors. Sonichu will live on in fanfiction infamy, having been mentioned by creators of the games, cataloged by many faceted online voyeurs, and many more to come who discover the many sagas. As well, whether good or bad, Christine will will remain a rabbit hole of fascination for the past and many to come discovering the legend of Sonichu. So basically there's still a ton more sagas that we could fucking spend our time with, but it's just, it's, it just gets more depressing and like sad and like, I don't know, man, it's what I think up until like the gameplay saga, I still think it's like, super fascinating and interesting though terrible still but man you get into those later sagas and it's just like now she's like in her late 20s and early 30s and people are still like being super fucking childish and fucking with her and stuff like that it's it's super depressing yeah no i think i think that's a good place to to kind of yeah pull it and i think even yeah, I get it. It was kind of like more childish trolling. Like we were assholes on Xbox. Like modern yeah. warfare lobbies used to be insane at that time. Oh, like, they're was, toxic as fuck. It was nuts. But yeah, eventually you get. I also feel like even around that time, thinking like 2009. I mean, mm-hmm. what we were in high school. Um, even that transition almost, and I don't know why I liken it to this, is like when you transition from MySpace to Facebook. It's almost like you went from like you could do whatever the fuck you wanted on MySpace yeah. shit talk. You had to choose your top eight friends that would cause drama. It was a goddamn mess. Dude, MySpace was fucking pure. You had your top friends, which was you let everybody know how you felt. Your top <laughs> friends. You had sweet themes. You had no ads. You had no fucking like misinformation about vaccines. <laughs> and you put your top songs on. MySpace was legit. <laughs> Yeah, it was great, but also it, it was like you could fuck with anyone because it's so easy on there. Yeah. And I feel like once you switched over to Facebook, it became like this serious, oh, mom's on here. I gotta can't say things on Facebook now, and now it's coming up, and I'm getting yelled at and shit. Yeah. It's huh. definitely a big transition. And now I think we should mention just, just a real end on a real positive note. The most recent event, literally on Sunday... The day before we were supposed to post this, but it was delayed because of me. I'll admit to that. Literally Sunday, Christine was arrested. Oh. Full full on, like, recorded on video. People saw her getting arrested. It's not great. She's arrested on charges of, of, arrested on incest charges against her mother, who has, like, fucking dementia. It's super depressing. But yeah, she's like... Not great, been arrested, probably going to jail. What? <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
there they, they sh- like there's no proof of it it it's she was arrested off of um audio recordings that were posted online of her kind of talking about it so i don't know where this arrest is gonna go but that's where we're at right now it's okay. not fucking great we're putting it out there i know i didn't pass the bar but i will represent christine and we're going with uh one single defense and it's gonna be it wasn't me it was liquid oh in the bag take her to kangaroo court you got it <laughs> boom press all the buttons you're going down liquid all all 10 of the buttons <laughs> god yeah, that is no. nuts though it, dude it's fucking insane like i I literally saw it posted and I thought it was a joke. It's not a joke. There's video of her. Oh, man. It's so sad. I like feel so bad. And I was like, oh, fuck. What happened? She got arrested. And then I read what she was arrested on. I'm like, no, please, no. Dude, oh my God. I just realized. Do you know the evidence they're going to have to bring up? And it's going to be the picture of her in her mom's underwear. Ooh, no. <laughs> there's, there's, oh my God. Is this going to be a public trial? Oh, man. We might, we might have to do a part three. We, I, we I, at least have to do an update. Oh, we'll do an update. We will keep you posted. The view To the viewers at home, we will keep you posted on depressing news at Weird Wide Web. <laughs> We're going to have a new section, <laughs> five minutes at the end, depressing news. Depressing news. <laughs> this week in depressing news, this creator who you started to feel bad with is still shitty. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. That's the legend of Sonichu. It's, man, I'm so, it's interesting, but man, am I so happy to be done with it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go on to the next one. Uh, we have to. Oh, and I'm very excited for the next one. I'm actually excited for the next few episodes. I got some. I got some stuff cooking up. Some great topics. Some much more lighthearted and fun topics. Maybe not the next one, but there's definitely some some fun stuff that we got coming up on the horizon. I don't know. What are your thoughts, man? What are your takeaways from this fucking legendary, infamous fan fiction? My takeaway is Snake Man apparently sucked. Because I don't know, where, where was this in my life? Like, what happened? I mean, it's not. It's very sad. Yeah. But also, it's tough. Because, like, obviously now looking back at it, we have a different perspective. But in the time, like, we, we were teenagers during this time. I'm sure if we found this while we were in high school. Oh, I'd be right, right there with the trolls. I'd be whatever cousin of uh, Yokomoto, whatever... Niall Thaddeus and Yale Thaddeus and Yale Clyde Clash and Niall Panda Halo. I'll take that. But yeah, I guess um yeah, perspective is a is a a great thing, you know. Yeah. And I think I'm like I'm always trying to look at the like silver lining of this. There is if you kind of like weed through all the fucking shitty stuff there is this like amazing kind of tale of this person and their creation. And there's a lot of stuff saved that is. No, no, it's all bad. It's <laughs> no, all no, bad. No. I... Yeah. I abandoned that. I can't. It's, it's all bad. It's so bad. 
it's fucking people incest, are, dude. It's it's the, literally the, incest. <laughs> it's literally incest, dude. The people are bad. She's bad. It's all shit. It's all shit. This it's, it's series is all shit. I'm so happy to be done with it. <laughs> that's that's what I've taken from this. It's all shit, dude. Everything. It's all shit. Everything. It's weird. The web. It's all shit. Yeah, dude. It is the weird wide web. Stamp it. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I'm exhausted. This is exhausting for me. But anyways, thank you everybody for joining us on another depressing episode of the Weird Wide Web. Follow us on Instagram. We post there as much as I can fucking bear it. (laughs) We officially have a Twitter. I started it. I think I got two tweets. I definitely don't have any followers for us, but... Man, come follow us on Twitter. I will try and keep it more active for you guys. I don't even use Twitter. <laughs> no, I dude, I literally had to ask somebody how to use it. I like couldn't I couldn't uh, open it. I didn't know what to do. It millennial. moves too fast for me. It moves millennial. too fast for me. I man, I don't get it. But uh, there's words up there. You can follow us if you want. Uh you can add us, us on uh, house party. Oh yeah, come out add us on house party. Come give us a chat. We'll uh we'll tell you uh, some depressing news. <laughs> but seriously, leave a leave a rating, leave a review. It helps us. It helps uh get our podcast out there and uh come join us for the next episode. Thank you very much. Thanks, Niall, for joining me on another wild ride. Thank you for taking us through it, yeah. Keep it weird. Yeah. It's all shit. It's all shit.